Hey, what's up, Eden Church? It is so, so good to be here with you this morning. My name is Daniel. If we haven't had a chance to meet, I'm part of the team here at Eden Church, and we are all about helping people take a next step with Jesus. And today is the last Sunday of 2021. I don't know about you, but that's so crazy for me to think that this year is already almost over. So much has happened over the last 12 months. Uh, as we think back, like there was a time where my kids went back to school for a month before summer hit, and then we came back to in-person church, and that was so amazing. And when we came back, masks were required, and then there was like a short period of time where masks were not required, and then they were required again. And even when I think about this church, so much has changed about this church over the last 12 months. There has never been a year where we have seen so many people leave and so many people come in. So, so much change and so much to adjust to. And I don't know about you, but there have probably been times over this past year that I have struggled to find peace in my heart. And maybe you have too. Maybe you have found yourself in like a challenging situation at work or your kids are going through a season where they're just not sleeping through the night, or maybe you're just in a place where you're feeling behind in life a little bit, or their relationship struggles, or money is tight, or family feels like they're far, or maybe there are people that you love that are struggling with health issues. There are so many reasons, probably over the last 12 months, that have attacked a little bit of your peace. It doesn't matter if you're married or if you're single, young, old, black, white, brown, tan, political affiliation, whether or not you're rich or poor, where you're from in the world, we have all lived in the tension of experiencing, trying to experience peace at some point over this last year. And so to do that this morning, we're gonna look at the New Testament, which talks about the life of Jesus, and we're gonna read from one of the many biographies, also known as the Gospel accounts, that detail his life and ministry. And we're gonna be looking at a conversation that Jesus was having with some of, his, some of his key leaders as he was helping them how understand how to prepare for the days ahead. So let's begin reading John chapter 15, verses one through four. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they'll produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Jesus was a master teacher and the power of his teaching is that he could make oftentimes complex spiritual truths really simple to understand. And he was in this conversation with a group of people who were living in an agrarian society, a society that largely lived off the land. And so he used these practical things that they understood well in their everyday lives to help them make sense of the spiritual things that they were less familiar of. And so he started off with Gardening 101 to help people understand how to live this spiritually full life. But the metric that Jesus used to recognize spiritual vitality was not what someone said about their faith, but it was really about what their faith produced in their life. He called it fruit, it was spiritual fruit. The point of all the activity in an agrarian society was the cultivation of the harvest or the fruit. And fruit was an indication of a farmer's investment all throughout the year leading up to the harvest. And he said that God is the gardener, Jesus is the grapevine, and we are the branches. And God's plan is to produce more fruit in our lives. And he did that through his message. Now the pruning part of the gospel 
is that it is usually first an attack on our ego, which tells us that everything depends on us and is about us. But the message of Jesus tells us that it's not about us and it's about God. And for many people, that is a really painful realization to come to. But the good news is that the attack on our ego is really intended to make room for more of Jesus in our heart so that we can live the type of life that God wants us to live and that he wanted, so that you can bear the type of fruit that he wanted you to bear in your life. Spiritual fruitfulness means that your life is producing the goodness of God that is in you and around you. And the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, and that your actions are an indication of the type of faith that is inside of you. Your life is making a beautiful and wonderful difference to those around you when you are filled with the fruit of the Spirit. There's fruit that comes outside of you. And this is the type of life that probably all of us hope to have at some level. And Jesus says, this is God's vision and plan for your life, that you would bear fruit and live a meaningful existence here on earth. But then Jesus tells us how to do it. He says in verse four, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And so Jesus is saying is that if you want to bear spiritual fruit in your life, you've got to stay connected to the source. And Jesus is saying, I am that source. I am the source of good in your life. If you want to produce good, if you want to make a difference in other people's life, then you've got to stay connected to me. I wonder how many of you are like me from time to time and your phone ends up running out of battery life, right? And what... In that moment, I realize how valuable my phone really is. It allows for me to send emails. It uh, allows for me to make phone calls across the world. It allows for me to pay my bills. It's so valuable and helpful and smart when it is working and connected to its battery source. But what I also realize is that it becomes completely useless when it's disconnected from its source of power. And some of us can probably look at where we're at in life today and sense that maybe we have been disconnected from the source of good in our life. Because when we look around at our relationships, when we look around at all that is happening, there's very little spiritual fruit in our life. It's hard to identify where the love is. There's very little peace. Patience is hard to come by. Kindness feels like a distant, uh, distant idea goodness, self-control, all of these things may feel non-existent to the world that you're living in. And what you may have recognized is that somewhere along the way, we got knocked off the path that we were on with God. And for most of us, it wasn't intentional. Work got busy, church became less of a priority, kids' activities took uh, priority in the schedule, we couldn't find the right community, there were obstacles that we were navigating in life, and somehow we just got off the path of peace. And Jesus was talking to some of his key leaders because he knew that they were going to face some difficult circumstances in the days ahead. And so he was telling them that you need to remain in me. Remain in me when you're scared. 
Remain in me when you're afraid or when you're uncertain or when you're feeling overwhelmed in life or when you're under attack or when you're feeling lonely. Stick with me because Jesus knew that without him there was no hope of living a fruitful life. And he knew that what he had called them to was too great a task for them to do all alone. And I think that there are probably some of you that are in a season of struggle right now. You've come to this message at the end of the year and the year did not turn out the way that you thought it was going to be and you're tired and you feel like you're suffering and you're questioning the things that you thought you knew and Jesus is saying to you, hang on. Stick with me, hang on to me, and I will hang on to you. And I think that Jesus was reminding some of his disciples about this, and, and maybe he's reminding you of this, because so often our tendency when adversity comes in our life is to run from God. Like somehow we attach the bad things that are happening in our life to God. We think like, God, if, if you see what's happening and you do nothing about it, what's up with that? And, in, and, and that's kind of a guttural reaction. We run away from God instead of to God. And Jesus is trying to counteract that natural tendency to run away from him. And he's reminding them that in those moments, you have to remain in me to stick with me because that is when you will find true life. That is when you're able to find peace in the midst of the storm. And so the question, though, is how do we do that? How do we, how do we remain in Jesus in the midst of moments that we're lacking peace? There are a few simple things that you can do. Number one, you want to connect your life to God's people. Because so often in moments of difficulty and challenging challenges, their voice will be a guide to your path when you need it most. When you have a community of faith around you that you're walking and journeying uh, through your spiritual journey with, it is as if you are building this really strong foundation under your house of faith. And when the winds blow and when tough times come, you have a group of people that are helping to support you and they will not let you fall. So part of remaining in Jesus is remaining in community with God's people. Number two, you wanna connect your life to God's word because God's word is always a source to your life. There are some days when scripture may not jump off the page, right? You may be reading the Bible and it's just doing nothing for you. But when you need it most, I have found that God will speak to me directly through his words and he will give me the encouragement that I need. He will give me the strength that I need. He'll give me the wisdom that I need to navigate through life. And so if you have a habit of reading scripture every morning, it is going to be a healthy rhythm for your soul. Number three, one of the ways that we remain in Jesus is making sure to connect to God through prayer. One person once told me, he says, talk to God often, and talk to God open, meaning be open with what is happening in your life. And one of the scriptures that has been a huge help for me is uh, a scripture in Philippians chapter four, verse six. It says, do not worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. If you have ever needed help trying to think through how do I pattern my prayers, that is a really simple pattern. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. 
what we learn from scripture over and over is that faithfulness over time is what produces fruitfulness. And Jesus is saying to you, I think, is that he wants you to experience the fruit of life with him when you abide in him. And so there are some of us that I imagine are struggling through some difficult times. The holiday season can be really challenging for many of us for different reasons. But I hope that the passage today reminds you to hang on, to remain in Jesus. A few months ago, I took my kids to the park and my son, my, both of my boys were riding their bikes and my oldest son wanted to go up to the top of this hill and ride his bike down. And so I said, okay, and he walks his bike up to the top of the hill and I could tell that he's nervous at the top. Well, he gets on his bike and as you can imagine, that thing just starts taking off and it starts getting real bumpy, bumpy and he's almost about to lose control and I could see it in his eyes that he just like wants to bail on the bike, like jump off the bike. But I knew that if he just held on a little bit longer, he wouldn't have to fall and get hurt. And so I yelled to him. I'm like, Cohen, just hang on, hang on to the handlebars. Sometimes that is exactly how we feel in life. Life just seems like it's getting bumpy. Things are falling apart. Things seem out of control. But when we go to God's word, what he reminds us of and what I think he's reminding, of, reminding you of today is to just hang on. Hang on to Jesus. Hang on to the promise that if we remain in him, he will remain in you. I imagine that there are some of us that needed to hear a message like this to re-up on our commitment to follow Jesus and I think that there are probably others of us that somehow got tuned in to today's message and realized that for the first time that they have been walking through life without a connection to God at all. If that's you today, I want to invite you to take that step of faith, to receive the gift of salvation that, Jesus, that God offers through his son, Jesus Christ, and to begin to experience the type of fruitful life that God had always intended for you to experience. So if that's you this morning, Wherever you are, I'm gonna invite you to bow your heads and to close your eyes and to pray this prayer with me in your heart. Dear God, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for pursuing me. And I thank you for this moment right here where I have been reminded that God, no matter where I am or what I've done or where I'm going, that in you there's peace. And when I follow you, God, you have promised to be connected to me and to be my source of strength to produce good in my life. And this morning, I want to receive that gift, the gift of salvation. I wanna turn from my sin and selfish decisions that I've made in the past, and I wanna begin a new journey of faith with you. God, I pray that you would give me the strength to follow you in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm so excited that you decided to join us this morning. And if you prayed that prayer in your heart, would you do me a favor? Would you write in the comment section right now the word amen? 
We have a team of people that are hosting these services that would love to give you more information about how you can continue to grow in your relationship with God. I'm so thankful that you've decided to be a part of the conversation today, and I want you to have a great week, and we'll see you next time uh, online next week at Eden Church. God bless you.